Hi guys, welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. I'm Stephen Scott, that blind guy, and uh, great to have you with me here today as uh, we celebrate Braille today. And uh, we do it with the launch of a new Braille for Beginners course from the Braillists Foundation. To tell us more about it, Dave Williams from the Braillists Foundation. Good to have you here, Dave. Hello, good to be with you, Stephen. Uh, Welcome to this brand new podcast. We're only two days in and uh, we're talking about big, big events. And, you know, this one I think is absolutely fantastic. I'm really excited to talk about this because a lot of people out there want to learn Braille. And for a long time, it's been a real challenge to find a course to learn Braille. That's right. Yeah, you can, of course, go online and you can order Braille courses from various organizations. A lot of them are self-study courses, so you're learning on your own. And what we're trying to do at the Braillist Foundation is solve that isolation problem, basically, that you can learn Braille with other like-minded people. Come along every week and hear from a experienced Braille teacher, uh, but also be able to talk with other blind and partially sighted people who are learning Braille at the same time. So it removes that that kind of isolation piece. And we should say this is all virtual, right? You have to go and travel to somewhere. That's right. We're on Zoom. So so this started when the uh, first lockdown happened in 2020 at the Braillist Foundation. We had a little bit of an existential crisis. What what do you do in a world where we're told not to touch anything or, or anyone, you know, and we can't demonstrate Braille equipment? And a lady initially offered to do some remote Braille teaching online. And I contacted her and said, how about doing that through the Braillists uh, Foundation? Because, you know, we often get inquiries from people saying, I'd like to learn Braille. Mm. Where do I start? All that kind of thing. No idea how it would pan out, whether it would really work, whether it would be uh, feasible. And so we started our first Braille for Beginners course And the way it works is once a week for an hour, uh, you come along on Zoom with other Braille learners and the tutor leads the session and walks you through everything you need to know uh, to develop your Braille skills. So starting from the very beginning with pre-Braille skills, developing your sense of touch, fine motor skills, the ability to track and differentiate by touch. Um, You know, touch is such an undervalued and underdeveloped uh, sense that it's important to get those, those basics in place. You know, doing things like crafts or playing a music musical instrument, you know, counting money, even playing with Lego, you know, can all prepare your fingers uh, for learning to read Braille. Uh, And then the course moves on to introducing the concept of the Braille cell, the six dot pattern that is used right the way through Braille. And uh, we introduce the alphabet, all the letters and numbers and punctuation. And, And by the end of the course, you've got enough Braille to be useful. You know, you've got enough Braille to play a game, to make a list, to label items in your home, perhaps write a greetings card. Uh, you've got Braille that is is genuinely useful and you are able to read and write by touch, which just gives you another tool in your toolbox. You know, we all use audio. We all love audio. But there are times when actually audio can feel really intrusive or in very noisy environments, audio can be difficult to hear. So having another way to independently read and write as a blind person is tremendously valuable. Now, I'm going to be joining this course 
because, you know, although I am fairly up on grade one, which essentially is what we're talking about here, which is what, the alphabet, some punctuation? That's it, yeah. So the alphabet, numbers, punctuation, uh, basically what we call grade one Braille, so uncontracted Braille, uh, that will give you the kind of the foundation that you need to read and write Braille in a way that is, is useful. Uh, and if you never take it any further, that will be enough uh, for it to have you know, a use in your life. Now, many Braille readers go on to learn grade two Braille and grade two introduces a system of around 180 uh, abbreviations and contractions and short forms uh, that compresses the amount of space that Braille requires. So that can actually speed up reading Braille. It can reduce uh, the amount of paper that you need and it can make Braille, you know, much more efficient. So a really experienced, confident uh, Braille reader might go on and learn grade two. And of course, we would recommend that, that people do that. But often the challenge is, is right at the beginning. Where do I get started? What happens when it gets hard and I'm finding it difficult and, mm. you know, I haven't got any support. And that's the, the gap that we are trying to fill at the Braillers Foundation. Yeah. And, and we'll maybe touch on that a bit more later, because I think that that support is is the key thing here. You know, it's well, all very well having the skill, but sometimes just even having someone, even maybe someone to write to, you know, that would be quite cool, right? If you've got a Perkins at home, if you're lucky enough to have one, um, you know, being able to maybe write something down and send that to someone in Braille, that would be pretty cool. Uh, so let's maybe talk about that in a minute. But I want to get into one aspect that really, I think a lot of people might be wanting to jump to. I certainly did. As soon as I started learning Braille a good couple of years ago, um, when I went to an actual course pre-pandemic. Those days when we used to meet each other, Dave. Remember those days? Remember that, we, yeah. Oh, indeed. the good old days. Um, well, you know, the interesting thing was I immediately wanted to start using a Braille display, either it be the Orbit Reader or, you know, something a bit more fancy. I got, uh, I was actually lucky to get something through Access to Work, the, uh, the Focus uh, 14 Braille display, uh, which I started using a lot for notes uh, and, you know, basically using the scratch pad, if I'm honest, for more than anything else. But I wanted to hook up to a computer. I wanted to use it. I wanted to hook up to my phone, which eventually I did, and got on probably better with that than I did the computer. Do you offer any support for people who are thinking about that, who maybe want to use a device rather than just, say, the, the, the paper braille? Absolutely, yeah. So the Braille for Beginners course, uh, which starts today, that really is about learning to use the braille code whether it be on paper or whether it's electronic braille or braille signage or the kind of braille that you might find on product packaging in the co-op or in a lift uh, there are many places uh, where you can find braille if you know where to look for it now in parallel with our braille for beginners strand we also have our series of masterclasses. so this is where the Braillist Foundation, we do a deeper dive into some aspect of Braille. So that might be how to choose a Braille display or how to get your Braille display working with your computer or how to use Braille screen input, for example. So these masterclasses, we've been recording them now for, for well over a year and we make those available through our Braillecast podcast and also on our media page at braillist.org slash media. So you're able to go and find the subject that interests you. Some people want to learn about music. Some people want 
to learn about grade three Braille. Some people want to know how you use Braille uh, to support web browsing, for example. So those masterclasses give us that opportunity to do a deeper dive. And then a third thing, uh, our Braille bar sessions and think of the Braille bar as being a bit like the uh, uh, you know the genius bar in a in a, in a well-known oh, store uh, so this is where you can come along with your Braille related questions whether it's about code or kit or skills um, anything Braille related and what we do every couple of weeks we assemble a panel of Braille experts so you can drop in and get your Braille questions answered and if you do manage to stump the panel they're very happy to take away some homework and follow up with you afterwards so uh, hopefully that combination of getting people started with the new braille for beginners course offering those masterclass deep dives and the braille bar open question and answer sessions give people you know a really wide range of of options and a pathway to develop um, braille learning yeah, you know, I've got to commend you for what you've done with the Brailleist Foundation and all the people who are part of it, because I think you've made Braille cool again, and I think you've made Braille something that is accessible to people. Because I certainly felt for a number of years getting access to resources and information was difficult until I found the fingerprint course, and then I thought, okay, that's cool. But then again, the problem there is... I think you need to have the discipline to sit down and actually do the course every week. You need to obviously make sure you've got the tools. You need to make sure, for example, you've got Perkins. And, you know, if you're doing this alone, who's checking it, right? So you could be getting it all horribly wrong. And you, you don't have a clue because no one's there to check it for you. So having the group there to help you along, I think, is key. Oh, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that uh, blindness is a relatively low incidence disability. You know, something like one in 30 people are blind or partially sighted. And of those, the number of people that want to learn uh, Braille is is far fewer. So we know that people are spread pretty thinly and the opportunity for networking and getting to know and learn alongside other uh, Braille readers uh, is a challenge. And that's where the Braillist Foundation comes in. We know that people have formed friendships from our Braille for Beginners groups. There is an email uh, forum as well that you can join that is just for the beginners where people can ask their uh, questions. Uh, also, we have our reading group, what we call the, the Braillist Book Club, where you can practice your reading in a safe environment with other braille readers you know nobody's going to judge you because everybody's learning and i think that that peer support um is so important to keep motivated and to keep you at it uh you know we all want to learn new skills and there are lots of opportunities to do that um online particularly there are lots of online courses for various things youtube videos you know tremendous amount of resource out there but the community aspect and feeling part of a group where you can feel supported and you you want to turn up because your mate's going to be there or yeah you know you enjoyed it last week or or, or whatever that you know and you put it in your diary and you say right, okay tuesday night 
six o'clock or whatever time it is, you know, that's when I'm going to do my my braille. And and you you protect that time because otherwise it just becomes the thing that gets pushed to the back of the queue when something else crops up. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why this is so important. And like you say, those friendships are are key as well. Okay, so I'm all psyched up for the course. Um, and obviously I do know the answer to this, but I'm asking this for everybody else. I'm asking for a friend. Okay, Dave, uh, what do I need? to do this? What what tools do I need in front of me at home to be able to take part in this course? So we are going to provide everything. So uh, if you are listening to this, chances are you're online. So you can go to brailist.org slash beginners. Uh, and that's the place where you register um, to be part of the course. It's completely free of charge. So brailists.org slash beginners. Uh, that's where you sign up. The weekly sessions are delivered via Zoom. So you can do that online or if you're signing up on behalf of somebody who perhaps doesn't have uh, regular internet access, you can access the sessions over the phone as well. So you can dial in using a standard telephone uh, and be part of the sessions in that way. We will send you through the post hard copy Braille learning resources that we have developed that will support the sessions. So there will be eight sessions. And then along with that are some hard copy uh, Braille sheets uh, that will show you, you know, the alphabet and, uh, you know, help you get started. And then this is designed to be compatible with other Braille courses. You mentioned the fingerprint earlier. So if you have fingerprint or if you want to get fingerprint, uh, this is compatible the Brailleist foundation braille for beginners course is compatible with fingerprints so you can use that in parallel as well if you want more uh, reading material there is also uh, low-cost equipment available we've got some pages on our, our website you know uh, describing the various bits of braille kit that are available um, some people use the uh, the braille labeler some people use um, a hand frame we've got master classes on, on how you do that you mentioned the Perkins and I'd say the Perkins is probably the easiest way to make hard copy braille it's a bit more of an investment the Perkins uh, but then if you think about you know this is going to be your ability to um, you know to write independently uh, then maybe that's an investment worth making i should say actually perkins braille writers do come up on ebay uh, quite a lot and um, they are really robust particularly the older ones uh, so you know you might consider a second-hand perkins if, if a new one is is too expensive and uh, if you are somebody that that you know you're using technology you want a braille display then there are many braille display options available and organizations uh, like rnib for example can offer grants towards the cost of a braille display or if you're a student or an employment you may be eligible for for government funding as well yeah it may be also worth mentioning that and it may not be the case but maybe it's worth contacting your local council as well, especially if uh, you're looking for, a, say, a Perkins Brailler, because sometimes these things do get held in to That's right. yeah. councils, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Contact your your local uh, sensory impairment team. Tell them that you're you're learning Braille. You know, this is one of the challenges because we know that people have had mixed response, and one of the reasons for providing the course, the Braille for Beginners course, is that often locally. Um, you know the the local sensory impairment team or even in some cases the um the local you know uh, sight loss charity uh, are a little bit 
you know, it could be a bit vague about where to go and what to do and how to get started with with Braille. Um, you know, provision can be a bit bit patchy. But let those organisations know that you are starting on your Braille journey and see if they've got any Braille equipment that you could loan. Uh, it's a fantastic course. I'm really looking forward to taking part in it. If someone is listening to this today and thinking, God, I wish I'd signed up to that, you haven't lost out, have you? You can still take part. You can still get involved even from today. Absolutely. So the sessions will be recorded. There is an email forum. There will be a, a you know, written uh, summary as well. So, so don't worry if you've missed the first one. That's okay, you can still sign up. Braillist.org slash beginners is where you register. And uh, yeah, providing we're still, you know, a couple of weeks in, then we can catch you up. Um, obviously, if you're if you're listening to this in, in the summer of 2022, then, <laughs> then maybe wait till, till next year. And will there be courses following this that will go into, I mean, I know you've said there are masterclasses to take you into other areas of Braille, but will you be doing, say, a masterclass or a, or a Braille course for grade two? Possibly. Um, we haven't committed to that at this point. Uh, I think, you know, our energies right now, we're quite a small, uh, you know, national uh, uh, charity. We have, um, you know, a couple of freelancers working uh, for us, but that's basically it in terms of the funding that we we have we would dearly love to provide other courses and there will be other courses what they are and when they are uh is to be confirmed but uh, right now if you want to get started with braille and you're wondering where to where to go or you need a bit of uh support then the braillist foundation is here to help just one uh, final question for you before you go uh world braille day of course was a week ago this very day uh, as we uh put this out on the 11th of uh, January 2022. Uh, of course, 4th of uh, January is uh, World Braille Day and Louis Braille's birthday, of course. Um, you know, How important has Braille been? How important do you think Braille continues to be in 2022? It's interesting when you hear from successful blind people how many of those would identify Braille as being a key reason for their success. Uh, people like Gary O'Donoghue, the BBC um, news journalist, uh, you know, he would say that he couldn't do his job uh, were it not for Braille. Braille literacy is often linked with the employability uh, of of blind people. And I think that as blind and partially sighted people, we need choices. We need different ways to read and write, you know, and if we only use audio, then, you know, we potentially box ourselves into a, into a corner there are times when you're going to want to read the bedtime story you're going to want to be able to read a greetings card you might be needing to identify some medication um you might just want to know what floor you're on in a in a hotel mm -hmm. and in all those situations you know braille can be hugely useful uh, whether it's delivering a presentation making notes proofing a document there are lots and lots of use cases uh, my wife and i we play scrabble um and obviously we do that in braille um so there, there are there are lots and lots of different ways in which braille is relevant and, and i would say braille is as useful uh for me as as print uh would be for for a sighted person and um we we need to make sure that uh you know long into the future we have multiple ways uh of being able to read and write independently
Dave Williams, always good to talk to you. I hope we'll uh, get you back on again soon uh, because uh, there's so many things we can talk about. I mean, I feel I could just turn you upside down and just shake you and all this tech knowledge would just fall out of your pockets. Uh, So we will get you back on and uh, hopefully put you through that excruciating experience at some point in the future. Uh, Dave, of course, from the Brailists Foundation, brailists.org, of course, you uh, you've side job at RNIB as well. <laughs> Which one's the main? I don't know, because you've got so much going on, haven't you? Uh, so, yeah, but listen, thanks again so much for your time, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you again soon here on Blind Guy Talks Tech. Thanks very much.